stay up to date on the green and gold all off season. The green and gold fix podcast is brought to you by Potawatomi casino hotel, luxury stay, elite play unwind in sophisticated comfort, win big dine and experience the events in Milwaukee. Tausch are live from AmFam Field for Brewers Dodgers 110 first pitch on 620 WTMJ, our sister station, the flagship for your Milwaukee Brewers. All right. So, Tausch, we don't have a lot of meetings, as I think the show would indicate. Um, the Packers have lots of meetings, but not usually, and I don't want to call this an ambush meeting. But Aaron Rodgers didn't know this was coming. Uh, So Randall Cobb told me that uh, he came in at 845 yesterday. And Jason Vrabel told the wide receivers that today's wide receivers meeting is being held in the quarterback's room. Mm. And so all the wide receivers piled in there along with the three quarterbacks, although really it was one of note that was really needing to talk to them. But it was not Aaron Rodgers' call. Aaron Rodgers came and, and didn't know that it was going to be done. But they had a lengthy meeting about expectations, et cetera. I don't know how many players-only meetings you were involved in and how often they were called or who called them, but this was called by the coaches, and it wasn't players-only. But Jason Vrabel basically decided, after what Rodgers had said the day before, that they needed to get everybody together and talk about it. How do you view this, and how productive can something like this be, as opposed to the public criticism which we all heard from Aaron Rodgers of the young receivers the day before? Yeah, I like it. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, from a team standpoint, when you're doing more than one players-only meeting, your team stinks. Uh, The first year I was, you know, my first real exposure to big-time athletics was 1995 uh, at the University of Wisconsin. A bunch of veterans. You had Bevel and Jerry Wunsch and uh, just a bunch of old heads. And the season started kind of derailing, and you could kind of tell. They called back-to-back weeks of team media, of players only. And once that second players only called, and it just everybody was just sniping at each other, you knew it was over. You knew the season was falling off a cliff. In this case... I think what's really good is when you can have open, honest dialogue. The thing that is the worst thing you can do, and we I've been on teams that this has happened to, where coaches will get up and say you need to be less selfish, you know, you know, you can really look at the wide receiver room, and then we'd go down in the locker room and wide receivers would be kind of saying, you know, still almost joking about what the meeting was. That doesn't do anybody any good. When you mm-hmm. can have direct you know, Aaron went public and you know said what he said yesterday or two days ago. That's not gonna. That, that's great. That gives you an awareness. It gives people an idea of where where they're at. But for Vrabel to kind of call this, take this by the you know nip it in the bud and say, all right, 
let's open up and talk things through here. Get making sure everybody understands what I was kind of telling you yesterday. This is not you stink. We don't you know if you don't do. You need to understand what our standard is. You know, coaches will tell you in the beginning when rookies come in, when you're practicing, make sure you're setting the example that you want these because you guys are setting the standard for what you want as a football team. What Randall Cobb and Vrabel and I think you know Aaron, they were trying to kind of get into the mindset of this is what we need from you. This is what we're asking you to do. We're not you don't want it to be these guys are up here, these guys are down here. I'm going to continue just to talk at you. I'm going to talk with you so that you understand, you know I'm doing this from a place of love and for wanting you to be better in your career. Now, is that always going to work? If you're doing this just like a team meeting or a players-only meeting, if you're doing this every week, that means the message isn't resonating, and it's not. then you might as well just it's not going to work. So I, well, what I love it. about this is is the open dialogue you need to have and trust in your locker room. I don't know if that was meant to be made public. I'm surprised that people talked about it because typically when you do this, we had a players-only meeting, I think I was back two weeks in that 09 season. It just gotten a break speed in. Nobody was protecting, and I could kind of sense, and again, I had just gotten thrown back into the mix, and I'm sitting there, and I could see the wide receiver's frustration with our offensive line and the quarterback kind of saying, we need more time. And instead, you know, I ended up kind of just standing up and saying, listen, I get it, but for everybody just to sit here and pile it on the offensive line, that's not solving any problems either. We need to play better have that dialogue, and then when everybody walked out of that room, I think we all felt like we had been heard. And that's all you really want when you're calling a meeting like this. All right, so here's the here's the, the problem with that or whatever. I don't think that the messaging's the problem. I think everybody and their brother knows that Aaron Rodgers is one demanding dude. And he has very exacting standards. I don't think Romeo Dobbs was unaware of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think Samari Toure was unaware of that. I don't think Christian Watson was unaware of it. And I can tell you for sure that Sammy Watkins wasn't unaware of it. So it's my question is, okay, we all know Aaron wants things done a certain way. And you listen to some of the things that were said. I know we've got some audio from Randall Cobb that we're going to play coming up. But some of the conversation I had with Sammy Watkins as well, I mean, it's – it is some demanding stuff. And my question for you is, having played with him and having played in this league as long as you did, at what point can the standard not be the standard? At what point do you have to adjust the standard? Because if you're asking Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, James Jones, Donald Driver, and, and Greg Jennings to be at the standard, that's one thing. They've all played in the league a long time. What if it's Christian Watson, Samari Toure, and Romeo Dobbs, and Danny Davis, and Sammy Watkins, who's never played with you? At some point, does the standard need to be adjusted for reality's sake? That's the question I left all these conversations with. It's a great question, and no. 
Aaron Rodgers isn't going to change his standard. He's going to, you know, if you're going to be out there, you need to be on his page. And if that doesn't work, you can come up with some schemes and really simplify things and say, all right, this is where we're going to do this. But he is not going to change. I, and that is that good? When you're dealing with the youth that this team is going to have, there are going to be growing pains. But if you think Aaron Rodgers is going to say, well, shucks, I know you tried to get to eight yards on that dig route, but you gave us your best, that's all we can ask for, that is not going to be the standard. That's not where Aaron Rodgers is going to go. So, it, it you know, softer, gentler, you know, coaching guys up, I think that was all for the first couple weeks of training camp. You get up to that U.S. Bank Stadium up in Minnesota, if you think he's going to expect anything but the, exactly what they're supposed to be doing, you're going to be sorely mistaken, and those guys in that room know that. Now the question is, how do you adjust if Sammy Watkins gets hurt or one of the guys he doesn't trust? What are you going to right. do, two tights? You're That's gonna do my two point. Tights. You're gonna, Thank you. You heard Aaron Rodgers say, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are one of the top 11. Those guys need to be on the field. I'm guessing you're going to see more split back. You're going to see different ways where Aaron Jones is out. You're going to see more packages that are going to be with the guys he wants out there. Is that going to be the best case for this? Aaron believes so because while you got Christian Watson, you got Romeo Dobbs, guys that I think everybody are excited about their potential, potential gets coaches fired, potential gets 38-year-old quarterbacks killed if you don't know what you're doing. Well, I want to talk more about this because there were some interesting things that were said about it. My point is it's fine to be demanding. I think you, at some level, have to be realistic about what some people are capable of. And it's fine to say, if you're not able to do it, then you can't be out there. So settle for mediocrity? He ain't going to do it. He's it's not going to happen. These are, these are three rookies. They are not going to be as good at this as Sammy Watkins and, and Randall Cobb and, they're not and, and Al Lazard. And when, and when Al Lazard suffers a shoulder injury and Randall Cobb has a core muscle injury and Sammy Watkins has a hamstring injury, Jumbo what are you going to do then? Jumbo, Tunyon, Smitty, Mercedes Lewis, oh, bring another tackle in. Smitty, Smitty, Pound who he is also probably not happy with. Pound people into submission. Yeah, you're going to adjust. That's, I mean, obviously that's not going to exactly be what it is going to be, but you're going to see a different style of offense than what we saw last year with Devontae Adams. It's going to look different because you have different personnel. That's part of coaching. That's on the coaches to make sure you put players in a position to succeed. You don't ask rookies to make tough reads on coverages and on this other stuff. You let them have the routes that are, this is what you're doing. You, you let them assimilate in to figure things out. You don't put them in a position to fail. Different standard than you'd have for a veteran player, sounds to me well, like. No, no blank. You're going to have a different standard. Like, you have grades on players. You know what you expect. Coaching is about finding to, a way to play to players' strengths. If you're out there and you're putting, uh, you're putting Christian Watson or Toure or Dobbs in these positions where you are expecting them to read coverages like that and then get off and do all this stuff, that's bad coaching. That's not setting a lower standard. That's saying... I don't have any other options. I can't do it. Well, you're supposed to be an innovative, creative coach. Figure it out. 
So, so you're agreeing with me that you can't expect young players to do the same things the veterans are being expected. Well, I mean, water's wet. Yeah, that shouldn't be. Is that really? That's your cliche. That's that is what. What a crazy thing to say. I expect a first-year rookie the to have standard, the same knowledge base that Devontae Adams has. What? Well, that's come on. That's that's a lazy comp. It is. You weren't listening, then, because that's exactly what I said, is that you can't do that. I want to hear from Randall Cobb about this. The standard is the standard when it comes to Kohler services, and I know that that standard is extremely high. When you think of Wisconsin companies and you think of quality, you think of luxury, you think of Kohler, and we want to welcome Kohler services to the Wildy and Tausch family. Elevate your bathroom remodel experience with Kohler Services, which is a division of the Kohler Company. Completely personalized shower and walk-in bathroom model service that will put you in charge. And as an exclusive provider of Kohler Lugstone Showers, this month, discover the difference Kohler makes for your bathroom renovation, and you can receive a free Kohler Highline Comfort Height Toilet with your Lugstone Shower Purchase from Kohler Services. Request your free design consultation. So if you've been sitting around thinking, "Guy, I want to get, I want to get a new bath. I got to do something with this." I got give Kohler Services a call. Get a hold of Kohler Service. KohlerServicesWI.com to request that free design consultation. Kohler Services from inspiration to installation. We'll free talk toilet. more. You can't, you can't go wrong getting a free toilet, can you? The mask. No. And, and and it's a high standard toilet, no doubt about it. Uh, we will talk more about this meeting that Aaron Rodgers and the quarterbacks had with the wide receivers. It's a fascinating situation, but the standard is the standard, except we're going to lower the standard because of experience level. We'll talk about that more next. It's Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wilde and Tausch, brought to you by Tito's Vodka, America's original craft vodka. Find recipes and learn about their story at titosvodka.com. conversation yesterday with Sammy Watkins. Ooh, I'm trying not to like him. That's your guy. You try not to like him. Sammy. Kind of put all your bread in that basket, eh? I think it's eggs, but that's a cliche. And you're turning around on a cliche because it is what it is. All right, so we were talking about this meeting and we were talking about how demanding Aaron Rodgers is. Sammy Watkins has a different perspective than Romeo Dobbs or Christian Watson or Samari Toure. Because he's played in the NFL, and he's played with two other NFL MVPs. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. So we asked Sammy how Aaron Rodgers compares to them in terms of how demanding he is. Here is how Sammy answered that question. Um, he's on a different level, you know. What I mean, wanting things the way he wanted does. I think if, when you look at him, it's he's coaching just like the coaches, and he's on that field saying things the way he wanted done. And you know, I had Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, but it wasn't this detail and this deep to where 
you have to know what you're doing. You have to know every little thing about how he wants things, how to run his different coverages. And if you don't, you're in trouble. And that's, you don't want to be in trouble. You don't want to be that guy that's been like, I can't play with him. I can't trust him. And that's what I'm trying to do every day is gain his trust. And I want to be out there on that field playing with Aaron Rodgers. And if I want to be out there, I got to know every little thing about the offense. Now, Tausch, I'm sure that everyone feels this way. Everyone wants to not let him down. Everyone wants to know all the details so they can play, so they don't have to be the guy that he says, I can't trust him, I don't want him out there. My question is, different people have different levels of talent. They also have different levels of experience and different levels of understanding the offense at this point in their careers. Is there not some sort of way, this is what I was getting at earlier, which maybe I wasn't very clear on, to figure out a way that Aaron Rodgers can coexist with guys that aren't as experienced, that aren't going to be able to do things exactly the way he wants them. Because there's 31 other quarterbacks in the league, and no, not all of them are as good as Aaron Rodgers, but I guarantee you that some of them are a little more um, flexible in their demands and their expectations to accommodate guys that maybe aren't there yet and aren't capable of doing what he wants. That's what I want to know. That remains to be seen. I, I think Aaron Rodgers has done things for a long time a certain way. It has been incredibly successful. And to ask him to give a break to... Samari Toure because he doesn't quite know what he's supposed to do. That's how you lose. That's not going to be a winning formula. Well, then how do you win with guys that can't do it then? You give them a specified role that they have to know, and you give them smaller packages and let them go to work on that and grow into the role. You don't shrink roles. You don't say, well, we can't. you're going to end up, how you end up balancing this out is you let one of them focus. You don't try to put them in all three spots and have them moving around. Focus in, and until you prove, it's just like you know Jesse's program here, getting producers on the air. You until you prove that you can do this part, we can't let you on air. Every job has training. The NFL, everything is more criticized because it's such a high-profile job. You're going to get that. That's why I don't think this is going to be on Aaron Rodgers. This is on Matt LaFleur. This is on Adam Stenovich. This is on that group to come up with a plan that you're not going to ask these guys to do things they can't do. And it, it's not for Aaron Rodgers to say, all right, well, let's, let's just, uh, you know, we're not going to do this. Aaron has to feel comfortable that when, it's, when you line up and somebody shows a zero blitz, they know what their job is going to be on that play if that zero blitz comes. And if you can't do that, you don't play. And that's on Matt LaFleur, and that's on the staff to come up with a plan to, A, get in a position where you know what you're going to be getting. But when the money's on the table, you put the guys out to that you trust. This isn't that hard to figure out. Okay. So using your parallel to Jesse training... Uh, the sommelier and some of the other producers uh, in Madison. Okay. Yep. Jesse uh, decides that he's going to take a two week vacation. Yep. 
Would never. Josh would. Josh, yeah, that's true. You'd come back for one day each week. Josh wins the lottery. Ashton Rotman's food truck business takes off and he quits. Well, Josh would keep working if he wanted. He loves this job. He's not going. I am out of here in the first thing smoking, Tosh. (laughs) Amen. It's my guy. So Josh has quit. He won the lottery. Ashton's food truck business has taken off. Jesse's taking his vacation. Molly Brown, uh, her wedding was coming up, and she's gone for her wedding. Suddenly, we have all these folks that do a great job producing all of our shows that are all unavailable. Okay. And Ryan Wallersheim or uh, Jesse, who else is not? I know who's on Colin, you got so... Okay, yeah, I know where... Intern Ryan. Okay, what are we so gonna, instead what of going for are we going to do to get this the show simple. out of the air? Jason, this is simple. You find out, you put a test through. Jesse's job is, before he leaves, to give these folks a chance to be successful. We're not cutting audio. We're not going to ask them to to drop sounders. What we're going to say is get us on the air and get us to break. Jesse, who is going to be able to do that? Oh, Samari Torrey can do that. All right, great. It's on us as content providers to figure out how to work around what limits they have. This isn't rocket science. These folks okay. are working. Great. They know how. The first thing, and Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong. First thing is get these, get the station running, get the stuff on air. All of the other stuff is the reading the blitzes. It's doing the little things, running a eight. We're going to be running fly routes. Hey, oh boy, line up on a sideline, run a slaughter route. That's all we're looking for. And then it's on us to do our own sound effects. That's on us. Because we've been here six years. So, all right. Ding, so, ding. are you are you Aaron Rodgers in this equation? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Less so, demanding by a lot. <laughs> uh, by a lot. I'm, I also I'm also here in April and May, which is different. <laughs> so, and I'm working with Colin, and I'm working with Wooly, and saying, "Hey, guys, this is what I like." But you know what? You work at your pace. Okay. And so, then Jesse's so, the one that takes the brunt. All right. So so you're Aaron Rodgers in this equation. Jesse, you got to admit, this is pretty good. I've summed this up pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty good. It was my analogy. <laughs> yeah, Tosh perfected it, though. Yeah, I brought it to life. All right, so, I brought all it to life. Joshy, right. Joshy, you know I'm right. <laughs> all right. All right, Aaron Rodgers. So uh, here's the question I want you to consider. And we'll, You're LaFleur. Who's a little we'll, more handsome? I'd we'll, say. We'll play, we'll play trivia later, all right? I'm going to call an audible, if that's okay with you guys. Because whoa, you better whoa, execute. Whoa, hey, whoa, whoa. hey, let me tell you something. Uh, <laughs> you better execute. We got a zero blitz coming. What are we running? No, I'll blame someone else for not doing a good enough job. Oh, um, wow. Shots fired. Woo. So here's what I want you to consider in the radio booth at AmFam Field in advance of Brewers Dodgers at 110 on 620 WTMJ. You have expectations for this show. And they are high. You want our partners to be pleased. For sure. You want lots of people to listen. You want us uh, to win. You want us to go 1 and 0 every day. Does the sound of a show that has no audio, no special segments because you got to have the different uh you know the the opening part for her whoa nelly and everything else does that sound like a winning show to you how do you win you just said we could get on the air without all these terrific 
producers that we have mm-hmm. and using a bunch of young folks that aren't quite there yet. Tell me how we win. You I don't want to just play up. the hey, game. No, 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 no. You're going to contemplate that. Okay. And you're well, going to you explain it to me. Think about that wasn't, think that about t- it. Let me tell you something. That tease, tease. 0-1. That's an 0-1 tease. <laughs> Way suck. too direct of a question. To <laughs> you're the worst. You should have teased. And we'll hear that next. That's a tease. On Wildey and Tausch.